Hi, I'm Peter Santoscano. I host Bubble and Squeak here on the Rock Candy Network. I tell personal, revealing stories. She whispered, did you just masturbate? Because I felt a terrible presence of evil enter the... I make prank phone calls to the past. Heimbach. General Star, Elijah Heimbach speaking. How may I help? Into the future. <clears throat> because my boyfriend and I are just not having enough sex. Always a problem with the pop sex. You just have to listen to it. It's too hard to describe. Check out Bubble and Squeak wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. You have arrived at your destination. I'm going to say this at the beginning, because in the last episode, I totally forgot to say it. Welcome to the Comic Creators Podcast. My name is Will. I'm the doctor. That's Joe. He's the maestro. He doesn't like to introduce himself, so I'm doing it for Yeah, he does like to do that, though. So, this is going to be a different type of episode. I'm excited about it. I'm excited to do a different type of episode. It's different, for sure. It's different. It's going to be... I mean, it's going to be us talking about stuff, but it is going to be different because... Joe was involved in the making of the film that we're going to talk about today. You got a man on so, the inside. You got an inside man this time. Uh, double agent? Is that what you double agent? Is that what? Uh, was that your official title on the film? I couldn't remember. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, it was. Uh, so Joe was a double agent on this film, and um, the movie that we are going to be talking about is called The Dark and the Wicked. Um, Which, yeah. It's, it's been kind of a. A, a crazy thing like I'll, I'll say this first and foremost normally mm-hmm. to work on this type of movie like mm-hmm. you don't live in louisville <laughs> right you know, it's like these types of opportunities aren't just flying around kentucky or any uh-huh. other state other than you know maybe like california uh, or georgia yeah you know, yeah you know atlanta mm-hmm. maybe new york uh, okay. But yeah. Los Angeles, Austin, maybe. Um, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But those are kind of the hubs. But the main place, like you know, everyone says, if you want to, if you want to work in movies, move to LA first. Uh-huh. And, um, didn't work out for me that way. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I can talk here in a little bit about kind of how I got into this type of stuff. Um, sure. And it's kind <clears throat> of this weird winding road it's been. But what's been weird, especially, is like I've never worked on a movie that like like just kind of general people are watching now that it's out. Like, you know, a lot of talk about it on Twitter. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like somebody my mom works with uh, said that they were going to download this horror movie tonight that just came out. They're excited about And she's like, you know, Oh my, my son was the sound designer of that. You know, it's like, it was kind of like, (laughs) you know, she was kind of like, you know, puffing up her chest and like, yeah, my son made that movie. Mm hmm. Um, but it's it's been strange because it's like you know it, it was number one on iTunes horror. Uh, yeah. You know if you look at iTunes now, it's like uh, new and noteworthy. It's like mm-hmm. you know scroll once and it's right there. It's just strange for you sure. Know? Yeah. So um, you did. Um, so for those of you who are not familiar, The Dark and the Wicked is a is a horror film that came out this year. It just came out right like November yeah, it, as we're uh, recording no, this. November sixth, anyway. I think. November sixth, twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so it's rentable, you know, it's like Amazonable or whatever. Yeah. And 
Um, it's going to end up being on Shutter, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, either um, at the end of this year or sometime early next year. Yeah, some some is, somewhere I saw some some uh, promotional material that said 2021 for that, okay. but I don't know if that's yeah. true. Um, you'd know more than I would. Um, nope, I don't know. Okay. Um, but anyway, it's uh, it's directed by the person. Well, why don't you yeah. tell us who's directed? Okay, by? I mean, so the, the yeah. movie was written and directed by Brian Bertino. And Brian Bertino is uh, one of those names that floats around the horror world because he was the uh, the guy behind The Strangers in 2008. Yeah. So it's, Which is an excellent film. Um, yeah. yeah. The Strangers is one of those movies where when it came out, I wasn't watching horror movies, and yeah. it just sounded just exhausting to uh-huh. me and like uh, uh, nihilistic and kind of scary. So it took me a long time to come around to watching it, but Same. now I'm just yeah. like... You know, I'm in, in a different headset where sure. I still don't like yeah. the, you know, the strangers, like there's a score. So at least like uh-huh. it doesn't feel completely just uh-huh. bleak, you know. Sure. Um, That's interesting that you say that. I mean, this, <laughs> the thing with the strangers is like, I like that movie, but it's not, it is no way, in no way is it my type of horror movie. Yeah. Um, there's nothing supernatural. It is yeah, an, it's, a home invasion movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's Liv Tyler and the other actor, <laughs> yeah, running yeah, the, from murderers, and they're running. Mm-hmm. And there's like a famous line in the in the in the movie, and mm-hmm. uh, it's funny because I was talking with the producer of the movie of this mm-hmm. movie and that movie, yeah. who I'm friends with now, which is how we got this job anyway. Yeah, but he, he was talking about when they were making the strangers, like the uh, the line because you were home. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. why are you doing this to me? Because you were home mm-hmm. was kind of an afterthought and something they came up with in post. Huh. And now it's become like the yeah. thing of the movie. It's, it's like a staple. Yeah. yeah. It's a staple. And, it, and it's, I mean, it's effective for that film because it is, it, it shows the pointlessness of it. Yeah. You know, there's no, there's no grand plan. There's no, it's not that you're special and that's why they're doing this. You were just home and these are violent yeah. people who want to try something out. And so, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, <clears throat> Brian Bertino, he did um, The Strangers. Yeah. Uh, he wrote and directed a movie called The Monster, uh-huh. uh, yeah, which was an A twenty four movie. Okay, um, yeah, and it was actually quite good. I would recommend it. Um, mm-hmm. The little girl in the movie is actually was in The Dark and the Wicked. Yeah, but uh, Zoe Kazan is the other lead in that movie, and mm-hmm. she just knocks it out of the park. Um, yeah, plays a, a plays a character that I don't think you would. Nothing like her plot against America character, you know. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just a very kind of terrible, unfit mother kind of sure. role. Um, yeah. And uh, let's see what what else did he do? Um, he was a a producer on The Black Coat's Daughter, which is oh. one of my favorite horror. That's I just a great love that movie. movie. Yeah, it's a cool movie. Um, mm-hmm. And The Black Coat's Daughter. I, 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 also shares a producer with uh, the Dark and the Wicked, cool. uh, Ad- Adrian uh, Biddle, okay. who um, is very cool. Yeah, let's so so let's talk about how this. How, so, what did you do first? I guess let's do yeah. that. What did so, you do on the film? Um, here, here's what's strange, um, and I kind of want to try and spin this episode into a uh, a bit of a like a you know the industry is very different now. So like mm-hmm. if you're interested at all in this type of stuff, like mm-hmm. it's possible, you yeah. know, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, like maybe, maybe a bit of motivational. Yeah. Um, the, the, the difficult thing is, and you know, 
movies at this budget level um, aren't made like the Marvel movies, like or how this or how probably probably the Strangers was made, yeah. which is you have a uh, you know a post team, you have uh, someone who's just mixing, you have someone who's uh, walking foley and recording and editing foley. You have someone who's dialogue editing. You have someone mm. who's recording ADR. Yep. You have someone who's who's it's just doing hard effects. Who's doing all? This yeah, stuff. you're some, doing someone who's doing sound design, which is typically like creating sounds that don't necessarily exist. You know yeah. what I mean? And and mm-hmm. and uh, 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 making like, something out of nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So. Uh, my uh my business partner and I Chris yeah. we kind of did all of that uh-huh. and then some uh-huh. um yeah. so you know I'm I'm on IMDb I'm credited as the sound designer um uh-huh. yeah but the way a, a movie works um and we learned this the hard way with one of the first kind of features we did mm-hmm. is you know everything on a on a movie screen that moves gets a sound yep um Every th- sound that y- you pick up on screen or or on set that happens underneath dialogue. Mm-hmm. So if someone's opening a door as they're saying a word, yeah, um, you still have to design oh, that door, of course, um, yeah. mm-hmm. because otherwise it will take you out of it, and you might not even know why, right? Sure, I mean, that, and that's one mm-hmm. reason. But the technical reason is this movie is going to be overdubbed for Netflix. Oh, interesting. <laughs> okay. Any, yeah. Anything that's recorded um, that you can't separate from the dialogue yeah. is now non-existent once you mute the dialogue. Wow. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. So when you yeah. say overdubbed, you mean like you mean like to put it in multiple languages for yes. viewers in um, other places? Or, yep. You know, um, and that's called, an, viewers? Yeah, that's called an M&E track, which is okay. music and effects. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's 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 kind of a crazy thing once you start because like you would just imagine okay well a lot of the sound effects are going to be picked up off, you know during sure. the dialogue and then you you're going to add your ambiences and then maybe yeah. maybe some footsteps everything you have to create everything again we we, we create everything yeah. which was you know when you, the first movie you do it's like it's all consuming it's yeah it's an overload it's too much and you know we uh-huh. yeah uh, i don't even know if i should say this but the the first movie we did or the second movie actually the second movie we did the first uh-huh. movie was a movie with friends the second okay. movie we did was a blumhouse movie that would been purchased by netflix sure which was directed by one of the uh, producers on the Dark oh, yeah. and wicked okay and we, one of the producers, we were on the phone with the producers and they were saying, hey, you know, we just did this movie recently by, you know, a sound house that's probably about your size, not in L.A. Uh-huh. And they just couldn't get the m and you know, tracks right. And yeah. it made us look really bad. And we eventually had to hire someone new to fix their problems. Yeah. You you guys know what you're doing, right? You know what an m and track is, right? Oh, God. I said, Yep. Uh-huh. I said, we're, no, you have nothing to worry about. We're all set. Oh, my God. We hung up on the phone. I'm like, okay, Chris, we have to figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, I was... So I was good, dude. And we, you know, there were no problems. Like, dude. We, passed, we passed all the QC, the quality control and everything. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it turned out well, but it, was be- it wasn't because of all the training that I got as, sure. a, you know, a post. It, it was me just like... Okay. It out. If I mute all the dialogue, what's left? Oh, yeah. okay. I've got to do this. Okay, and you just feel it out and you work it out, and you, you're sure. kind of your own 
training yeah. in that sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's fascinating. That's yeah. a great like that is your that's your fucking like entrepreneur TED talk story. You know <laughs> sure. what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. that's the thing. Like, I mean, that is that's smooth. I, I'm proud. Yeah. I'm proud I, of you. I, I mean, yeah. I feel like the difference between uh yeah. people who are successful in the thing they do and people that's, who aren't that's are it, just man. when you're asked if you can do something. Of course. And, of course you, I can. you just say, yeah, I can do yeah, that. Of course I can do that. You know, yeah. and if you don't, and if you can't, if it, it turns out you can't do it, like yeah. you're not going to be successful. Sure. But yeah. if you've got the, you know, the gumption or whatever the yeah. word is, you know, yeah. you'll figure it out and That's you'll make great. it work. Did you know what the guy was referring to at the time? Did you, know, um, I mean, you know what I mean? Or was it just like an incomprehensible vaguely. phrase and you were like, we'll figure it out? Yeah, <laughs> vaguely. Um, I didn't know to the extent. <laughs> that it, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. that he was referring to this thing. Sure, yeah, but you were able to figure. Um, you were able to piece it together. Yeah, we pieced it together uh, very fast, yeah. and it was such a pain, it was such a headache that every movie since, obviously, <laughs> we've approached yeah. as if it's getting yeah. dubbed. You know, gotcha. Yeah. So you know, as yep. as you're doing your first pass of dialogue editing, mm-hmm. uh, you're pulling everything that's can be separated from the dialogue track yeah. and you're putting it somewhere else. You're not, oh, that's it's smart. not the dialogue track anymore. Yeah. 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 Um, you're making note of anything that is covered by dialogue that, you know, will probably sure. play in unison yeah. with the sounds that you add. But once you mute the dialogue, it, mm-hmm. you know, stands on its own, that kind yeah. of thing. And so, and so just to get super, you know, deep into this, um, we'll, we'll talk about the sort of, you know, general approach to the movie and we'll talk about the movie itself in a minute, but um just to get super deep into this, like if you if there is a door that the sound from the door is captured um simultaneously with some dialogue and you know you're gonna have to recreate it, mm-hmm. are you do you approach that particular door in the spirit of what should this door sound like? Or do you approach it in the spirit of let me recreate this door exactly? You know what uh, I mean? Yeah. I approach it the first way. Um, okay. and, gotcha. and the main reason being, um, working in horror a lot, we've, we've yeah. worked in, we've worked on all types of genres, but in horror yeah. specifically, mm-hmm. the little sounds are really important. Yeah. Um, the sound of a footstep in a house should, yeah. should be able to, to create tension uh-huh. or the sound of opening a door. Yeah. And a lot of times in real life, that's not what it happens. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, right. So, you know, if I were just pulling the, the doors and the footsteps from production sound, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's kind of going to sound like what you think it's going to sound like. Yeah. Um, but if you want to create a sense of dread, yeah. um, you have to basically make it sound like what you imagine it might sound like yeah. if the devil was around. It has <laughs> you know? to be more like you are hearing the concept of a scary door. Yes. Than that you are actually hearing a door. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, uh, th- there are rarely any times where I just pull a door sound effect and that's the mm-hmm. sound of a door. Mm-hmm. You know, there are usually several layers of that door. Okay. You know? Yeah. So this brings me to another question. So you're doing, you're doing all the sound design. And first of all, one thing to say is this film takes place on a, uh, what would you say, a farmhouse? Yeah, um, mm-hmm. it takes place at a farmhouse on a, you, on a you, ranch style. Where kind of, does it take place? I mean, I've seen this movie uh, once. You've they seen shot it, it in Texas, okay. um, so I think I think it's Texas. probably set in Texas. Yeah. But it's this, yeah, it's like it's like sort of a plains area. It seems like, yeah. Um, but yeah, farmhouse, and this this is one of the this is a movie where it seems like, and we can talk about people's response to it later. But this is a movie where it seems like sound 
this would be a movie you would want to be a sound designer on. Yes. Because this is very sound-focused film. It's yes. this, like, quiet uh, farmhouse. There's a score, but, like, there are things that are narratively important where yes. sound plays a big role. Um, so I, I, the, the question I have is, are you, when you are creating sound, so for one example, the, um, the story, the, the farmhouse has this like separate barn type area where they keep goats and yeah. the goats are roped off by a rope across an open door with like, um, you know, horseshoes and empty bottles and just mm-hmm. things hanging on it. Um, and you can of course use that for when like something evil is passing through and you can hear it jangle, even though no one's there, whatever. Um, yeah. when all that stuff's happening, how do you go about creating those sounds? Are you using a bank and then um, building on that stuff or are you building yeah, it off it, from the ground up? What are you doing? It's, it's, it's a mixture of things. So, mm-hmm. Uh, one one of the worst parts about working on kind of like mid to lower budget movies like this is yeah. the turn turnarounds are just ridiculously fast, super quick. Yeah. Um. So we, uh, you know, the the way we approached this movie actually ended up changing. So okay, when we first uh, kind of got the job, um, there was a cut of the movie, mm-hmm. and this was probably halfway through twenty nineteen. Yeah. And then in December of 2019, uh, there was a new cut. So mm-hmm. we had done some work on it, but the producer called and said, "Stop, <laughs> don't do okay. any more. Um, uh-huh. You know, there's uh, there there will be a new cut um, okay. for for what for whatever reason." Yeah. So we stopped, and he said he, he and he basically said, "Okay, I can get you the assets on January 1st, 2020, mm-hmm. and we need to have." Uh, uh, a, a buyer's screening mid-February. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means... Um, For like and, distributors and stuff? Yeah. So okay. basically, you know, so Shutter Shutter would have been there and, 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 um, and the distributors of the movie were there to buy the movie. Yeah. And this was actually before it went to uh, festivals. And okay. it did get into some festivals, um, which I'll talk about in a minute. Sure. But so we have to do things very fast. I say that to say... You know, the first 17 days of this year was me just in a hole, just throwing stuff against the wall mm-hmm. because the, the producer um, who, you know, we're, we're good friends with and the director of movie Family Blood, which was one of the first features we worked on, yeah, um, was going to come in and start listening to stuff. And we were going to kind of start going back and forth there and then have print masters ready for like a theatrical showing uh-huh. in February and it's just all very fast. Yeah. Um, yeah. The good thing is I had a lot of time to think about what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, this type of movie, like you said, it's like, um, it was one of the first movies that, uh, we've worked on where I thought this is a complete playground for me. Yeah. Like yeah. there, there are, there are, there's tension and dread that's not on the screen that I get to create. Yeah. Like I'm like, that's, yep. you know, <laughs> under my control, For which sure. was a lot of fun as a yeah. sound designer. So because it's so fast, we can't record everything. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a very yeah. specific sound, uh, we have some, we have libraries and libraries of stuff yeah. and also libraries of stuff that we've recorded for okay. other projects. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, so there's uh, I've recorded many uh, wood creeks. So like, you know, mm-hmm. some of the footsteps that I recorded in my last apartment that I lived in, which had a yeah. really creepy, creaky 
part of the floor right in front of the wash washing machine. Yeah. You know, I recorded that. You know, that's all over this movie, but gotcha. I pit, I pitch it down and slow it down to where yeah. it just feels like the house is closing in on you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, or yep. you know, like when the mother sorry, spoilers, when the mother's hanging <laughs> in the uh-huh. in the you know, I'm using that with rope sounds, with oh. metal creaks of the barn, all of that together, yeah, added together, just you know, what sound would she, would she be making? Yeah. Probably no sound at that point. Sure, She's just yeah. hanging there. Yeah, but right. But what, what, what does it feel like? It feels yes. like the weight of a human life just gone, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we we do pull a lot of sound library stuff. And, and, cool. And, uh, but, you know, for like the, the bottles and stuff, you know, that was a mixture of like, uh, some glass bottles I had recorded, mm-hmm. um, some wind chimes yeah. that um, weren't very tonal. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say there was like a, a layer of uh, like a, a a chain jingle, like just yeah, all of these different yeah. sounds together. If they were soloed out, would not feel correct. Wouldn't work. Yeah, but you know, one sound is covering this part of the spectrum, whereas this is like the mid part of the, and all together, yeah. you know. It's the correct feeling. That's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I mean, that's uh, that's a cool thing. So like, even if, um, and I just, it, you know, I wasn't thinking about this wrong before you said all that. I just hadn't mm-hmm. thought about it. Which is that, um, it's not a question of did you use sort of sounds from a sound bank or did you record them yourself? Even if you're using sounds from a sound bank you're not using them in isolation you're not using them necessarily at the speed that they were recorded at you're Mm -hmm. pitching them up you're pitching them down you're slowing them down whatever so you're still you're still crafting them even if you're using them as a sort of baseline or something like that yeah absolutely Um, that's really interesting and this this movie was full of that yeah Um, yeah you know yeah yeah, what were you saying? Oh no, I was just gonna say. I, I mean, um, so I did want to talk about the fact that like this movie has received. I mean, it's a very good movie. Just, just even you know, m- my yeah. own my own response to it. It's a very good movie, but it it's, has been noted as a very good movie. Uh, yeah, critically. it's you know? it's one of those things where you work on it, um, you think about it for a long time, and you're like, I think this is a cool yeah. movie. Like yeah. the, I like the performances. I mm-hmm. like the the yeah. the. Feeling and vibe of how it was shot. Sure, but is it good? I don't know. Sure, anymore. you've seen it like, too much, probably. Yeah. It's like, yeah. does this work? I think so. I mean, yeah. I did a lot of things to like try and you know push the narrative in such a way that like mm-hmm. you know uh, I felt you know was effective. Yeah. Um, but you know, and then you know the whole idea of um, imposter syndrome like oh well oh, i course. did that so this movie's not going to you <laughs> yeah, know sure. yeah um, it is funny so like i um i usually don't have an issue like i know you have this problem because you're just a professional i don't yeah i usually don't have a problem when i watch a movie like letting myself become immersed um, yeah. And I did find myself having a little bit of that problem just because I was thinking too much about the sounds I was hearing. Sure. You know, I was like, yeah. well, Joe did that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. it, it, it was like the devil didn't make that noise. Joe made that no. noise. Um, but uh, no, I, I don't know. Overall, I think the, the, it, it was, the performances were really, really good. The performances felt like they belonged in a movie that was of a higher budget than this. Um, sure. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they were... Um, 
and it's not to say that low budget movies can't have great performances, but a lot of times yeah. when you see low budget movies, it's like, oh, this feels like a low budget movie. Yeah, and um, you know, I think I think part yeah. of that is just, uh, you know, the the caliber of actors um, yeah. who who would be interested in working on a Brian Bertino movie, right, right, um, mm-hmm. regardless yeah. of how much money they have to make it. It's like, sure. you know, oh, well, you know, the the you know the the maestro of just dread and uh-huh. and, and, and uh, yeah. uh, nihilism <laughs> wants me to yeah. be in his movie. Okay, I'm going to bring my A game for sure. And that that was one of the things that um, I mean, all the actors were great. All of the sort of like all the emotional beats, um, uh, you know, the performances never took me out of anything. It's just sure. the fact that I know you and I was watching yeah. it, you know, with that in mind. But like the performances never took me out of any of it. It was heart wrenching in spaces. Yeah. Um, and and it's heavy and stuff like that. And that's yeah, something it's, yeah. It's it's interesting. My my parents uh purchased it and watched it a, mm-hmm. f- a day or two after it came out. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I've thought about this movie for a long time and I've thought about Oh, this is going to be cool. I, I'm sure. going to make this, and I'm going to use this to make this sound. And then, oh, another, another like, oh, <laughs> yeah. what's what's the sound of her like? You know, the the nurse just stabbing herself over and over again. Or sure. what's the sound of of yeah. of Louise oh, like God, uh, just cutting Jesus. herself up before before Charlie blows his <sighs> brains out? Like, God. I'm just thinking like, yeah. Oh, that's fun. This is going to be fun for sure. me. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I never lost that thought of this is fun until mm-hmm. my, I called dad and he's like, "Watched your movie." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "I was like, oh, did you?" He's yeah. like, "Yeah." Well, I finished it this morning. I had Ooh. to stop last night. Wow. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, this is bleak. Yeah. It's bleak. Yeah. <laughs> this is. Terribly yeah. bleak. Oh, so yeah. the first thing I went into, I'm like, okay, well, let me tell you all. The, let me tell you about all the fun ways I of made course. sounds. And, and he's like, okay, it, it actually does feel different to me. Let now. me pull like, back I, the curtain. Yeah, I feel it, like yeah. I could watch it again and sure. think about like, yeah, oh, when the little girl says, uh-huh. uh, you know, um, what does she, <laughs> you know, after she said he's rotting, rotting, that kind of, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, and then at the end, she says, little girl. It's yeah. a mixture of her and me. Mm. You know, I just say, okay. I just say, <laughs> little girl, just really? like that. Yeah. And that's not scary. Sure. But underneath her voice, sure. it's weird. That's you know what wild. I mean? It's oh, just, man. It's just me saying little girl underneath her. Um, and I'm whispering see. throughout the whole movie. I like, got to see. Um, oh, my God. That's so cool. Yeah. Ugh, that's so, fun. like, there's, you know, and a lot of it is like, you know, a balance of like you can't hear the whispers you can mainly yeah. feel a lot of the whispers but yeah like, yeah you know when the nurse is like um getting ready to stab her eyes out yeah i've got there's tons of little me's at some faster speeds and lower <laughs> speeds going cut your eyes out cut your eyes out oh your eyes really out. yeah yeah oh, just stuff like that so it was just, good i just had a blast oh, making man. these things that's and so just, cool you know sitting in a dark room by myself with a microphone yeah. never thinking about like yeah. Oh, this is terribly bleak. This of is course. nihilism at its best. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're not um, feeling it in the moment. No, like you're fe- no. you're operating scene by scene. Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure you're taking step back steps back. I would assume throughout the process to kind of look at each little bit in the sort of yeah. broader context. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, when yeah. you're deep in it, like building these layers and stuff, yeah. I can see. You know, you're not thinking about nihilism. You're thinking, no. <laughs> so. you know, but you know, yeah. uh, you know the. 
I've noticed that a lot of the reviews call out like the sound design and especially yeah. in the, the opening of the movie. Yep. I think mm-hmm. what's interesting is like one of the first conversations we ever had with the director. Yeah. You know, one of our first questions was, okay, we're on a farm. It looks kind of cold a little mm-hmm. bit, but yeah. like, yeah. should we hear insects? And we're, and he's, and, uh, you know, he's like maybe yeah. some, yeah, but the absence of insects feels like dead. Feels right? heavier. Yeah. Yeah. So like, um, <clears throat> it was probably December Yeah. and, uh, it's oddly really hard to find great sounding ambiences or record great sounding ambiences that uh-huh. just don't have crickets or birds yeah. or traffic yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, so I would wake up in the middle of the night mm. um, and just record my backyard in the middle of winter. Oh, um, yeah. And that's, that's in a there? lot of what you hear. Um, just a, a, a general ambience throughout the movie is just that's... my backyard. Cause all the cricket, all the crickets and yeah. stuff are dead. And I live fairly close to an interstate, so in the middle of the night, there's not sure. a bunch of traffic. Not a ton of traffic. Um, Man, that's cool. So, um, you know, that mixed with, okay, you, you need some wind gusts, but you can't do too much. It's got to be kind of sparse sure. yeah. um, because you need to feel the cold coming uh-huh. c- coming in, coming out. Yeah. Um, you know, goats, but like sporadic. Uh-huh. But one of the main things, and this was, you know, this was all the work of Sonny Molly, the producer. Yeah. You know, he basically said, okay, when we were on set, this windmill just had this kind of grating sound when there was a little wind. And yeah. like, I just kept mm-hmm. thinking about this windmill yeah. and we didn't really pick it up on set. Mm. So mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. need you to develop three or four different moods of windmill. Yeah. And I don't know how to make those or however you want to make them, mm-hmm. but the windmill should play like score to tell you kind of how to feel oh. during certain moments. Oh, yeah. So I found a bunch of old, really old recordings of windmills. Yeah. I found some, uh, just some kind of metal scraping sounds that I could wow. pitch up and down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've, I've found some kind of like just metal rattles. Uh-huh. Um, so I made different speeds of windmill, and then, he, you know, he and the other producers would say, Oh no, that's the wrong windmill for this scene. We mm. need it to feel like this, so I'd use gotcha. a different one. Yeah. Um, so we we kind of scored the movie, um, and this was before we received any score from Tom. Mm-hmm. But yeah. we scored the movie with windmill, wind, of mm. uh, goats, you sure. know, and you know I think it pays off because like you yeah. know you there's you you could easily approach this movie as okay we're on a farm, mm-hmm. farm sounds, farm cool. sounds, yeah, okay yeah, we're yeah. inside. Yeah. Inside sounds, you know, uh-huh. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it, it came down to like the, the specificity of the clock that you hear yeah. in the kitchen, in the living yep. room. Yep. I noticed you know, that quite a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the first pass, the clock mm-hmm. was just too fast. And, you know, one of the producers, I think it was Kevin, he kept saying this, you know, you know, we need more of uh, a slow kind of pulse like a dread of like grandfather clock even yeah. though, even if that's not what we're seeing that's what it should uh-huh. feel like yeah know? yeah yeah mm-hmm. and all of those decisions play a role in how you feel when you're watching movie and For it's stuff sure. that you're never going to think about, right? Nope. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. it's just, you know, it's just a playground. Yeah. For for me. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, just the fact that like I know um I know more than one critic mentioned sound design, right? And that's, yeah. I feel like that's, that's a testament to 
a very good work on your part because it's typically it's weird typically i'm having a blast reading these of course but but like typically i mean how many movie reviews have you read where they're like oh the sound design's dope like you know there was there was one there was one um there was one review or criticism you know criticism in the broad sense where where they said you know they mentioned you and chris by name right yeah Um, and I mean, you know, and who so was that? Do you, do you like um, which which source I, was that? I, I, I don't remember. I remember um, reading it, but I don't remember which one it was. But like, how how often does that happen? That's I don't not, know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't <laughs> see. I don't know like, if it's if it's uh, that yeah. unusual or if it's just sure. because like I'm used to not being mentioned at all. And, sure. You know. Yeah. But um, I, I don't know. I feel like this one was of, a great movie to be in that position for. You know. I think so. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite reviews was on. Uh, RogerEbert.com, uh-huh. and it says it. I think it literally says, "And Joe Stockton deserves a name drop Ooh. for blah 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 blah." Oh yes. And now on RogerEbert.com, you can click Joe Stockton, and I'm I'm in their bank. Hell like, yeah, that's that's neat. Hell right? yeah, dude. Hell um, yeah. But I I I you know I say all that to say regarding like whether that's unusual or not. Like mm-hmm. it's. I don't. It's not necessarily a testament to uh, our skill set as much as it is mm. a testament to we're some underdogs that got a cool opportunity and we we worked really hard uh-huh. to make it as interesting and sure. narratively driven as possible. You know, it's yeah. But I think that's I think that's the same thing, right? I mean, the, th- yeah, the thing I, is, I you mean, would you would have done that. You you will continue. It's not like if they gave you a Marvel movie tomorrow, you wouldn't do that. That's just yeah. the skill that you're bringing to the table. Sure. Like, um, you know, this is yeah. this is why we're here. You're here to be modest, and I'm here to to, to blow shit up. So yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, man. Um, no, but I mean, yeah, honestly, like they could have gotten any sort of run of the mill folks to do that job, yeah. and it would have been like. You know, the movie probably still would have done roughly as well. You know, I'm not sure. saying that, you know, performances are huge. Direction is huge. All, yeah. You know, some of the some of the cinematography in the in the film is is fucking awesome. Um, it's super cool. It's and super it, cool. It feels like he's shooting on some lenses that just aren't really pristine. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that does so much for me personally. Mm-hmm. And, I you know, I feel like, you know, with lesser cinematography and lesser performances i don't know that i would have performed as well sure yeah no totally i mean i mean yeah filmmaking is such a collaborative thing yeah you know what i mean like you had this whole project to yourself or you and chris had this whole project to yourselves but it has to play in concert with all the other things that are happening um yeah yeah, i think i think one of the other things that i wasn't expecting Mm -hmm. um uh the composer tom schrader yeah um you know he he was put under uh, a crazy time crunch to score a movie. I've scored a few movies, yeah, and he was put under a lot of pressure to to deliver a lot. Um, yeah, and and that's not anyone's fault other than okay, we have the cut now, and we have a buyer screening coming up, and that's sure. really important. Yeah, yeah. So I worked with him, kind of almost, kind of like. Uh, like a record producer. Oh wow! Where you know he yeah. would se- he would send like stems and stems and, and ideas and ideas, and then for I the would score. for the score. Wow! And then okay. I would take those and 
you know, uh, bring certain things up or take something, a piece of this and move it to another part of the movie. Damn. Um, and you know, uh, we kind of, and Sonny is, you know, he's, he, he, you know, he probably thinks of himself as kind of like a, an orchestrator or a, a uh-huh. maestro when it comes to sound. He loves doing sound mixes. Sure. Um, so we would kind of work together to almost kind of rearrange parts of the score to like huh. evoke different types of emotions uh-huh. um, and different types of feelings. Huh. Um, and honestly, I was scared to death that Tom was just going to be like, you ruined my thing. Sure. But at the end of the day, you know, he, he, he sent me an email and said, hey, I'd love to collaborate with you on the uh, soundtrack release. Wow. Um, so we're actually, you know, damn dude, you know, the, so the soundtrack is actually, you know, you know, partially my work, not as a composer, but right. as a producer and editor and mixer. That's super um, cool. So I learned a lot working with someone else's stuff, but sure. not just mixing it. Like, you know, yeah. getting to play as well, being a collaborator on most definitely kind of how the score sounded. Yeah. Um, man, that's the cool. Guy, the, the more I think about it, it's kind of crazy that, we accomplished all of that in so in, in just such a, a few short weeks. Yeah, that is um, crazy. Yeah. So yeah. When, wait, uh, run me back again. When was it that this happened? When did you so, do it? Beginning of yeah, this year? Yeah, we got the movie January first. Um, yeah. I, I I finished my so and and Chris was still on another movie at the time. So at okay. first we were like, are we going to have to turn this down? And then mm-hmm. we had we had to sit down and say. 100% no. Like yeah. we can't we can't can't turn it down. You know, this is, you know, this is you know, too cool of an opportunity, too mm-hmm. fun of an opportunity. So basically I said, okay, keep mixing that movie. Yeah. Give me 17 days yeah. to get the first pass of everything. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so I spent January 1st to January 17th, yeah. you know, 10 plus hours a day yeah. just throwing stuff against the wall God. and hoping that it sticks. Yeah. And then after that, you know, I passed everything to Chris and then he started to kind of like add his stuff and yeah. to kind of uh, bring stuff up or pull stuff down. Cause mm-hmm. I tend to do, I, I'm not very precious about process. Yeah. I'm yeah, more yeah, yeah. of a, if I were a painter, I would be like, all right, let's chuck the paint on the canvas and let it drip. And then sure. yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe we scrape some away. I'm not like uh-huh. waiting and you know, Chris is more of a. I'm gonna I'm gonna paint this line, and it's he's more be, very. It's gonna be a great sort of, line, yeah. and then he'll eventually yeah. paint it, and the line's gonna be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I it's complementary processes, really. It is. Yeah. It yeah. really is. Um, so, and you know, and then after that, you know, working really close with, uh, uh, especially the producer Sonny, just because he's yeah, you know, sound mix is is he's you know. He just really loves to kind of get in the weeds with it. Sure. You know, to where certain parts of the movie I wouldn't have even thought to do. So there are a few parts of the movie where, like, one of the scenes, one of my favorite scenes to design ended up being Mm -hmm. one of the last things I did. And it's the scene that's where she's experiencing sleep paralysis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, She's laying in bed with her dying father. And then there's just this weight of this shadow kind of coming towards her. Mm -hmm. And then like, and then it's getting closer and closer and closer until there's like a climax. Right. Yeah. So originally, um, I, I I think that it was supposed to be a visual effects that she actually gets grabbed at the end. Okay. Um, but we were under such, such a time crunch. We had to just kind of, 
be creative. Mm-hmm. So I, I was sitting there mixing with with Sonny, and he said, "Okay, I'm going to go get us lunch. Mm-hmm. Just think outside of the box. What's <laughs> what's going to be off putting and." show us that she's experiencing this sleep paralysis here. Yeah. So um, I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to do the thing where I'm just going to just start looking at random sounds. And then sure. I thought, okay, there's a scene in the movie, and this is this is ex- an exclusive. Oh, right. Um, there's a scene in the movie where <laughs> Luis is in the, the barn, uh-huh. and she sees that her mother had made her a dress right. at some yeah. point. Mm-hmm. And it was you know, a letter to Louise. Yeah. And I'm not entirely sure what that means because, you know, that's, that's the writer, but the way I interpreted it as, mm-hmm. um, you know, Louise is basically the prodigal, you know, daughter, mm. the prodigal son. She's left. Yeah. Her mother wanted her to like, to probably like, uh, stay close and, and marry a, a, sure. a nice man and of have course. kids and grandkids. Yeah. But, you know, instead she just kind of left and they don't talk much. They're not, but yeah. her mother is at home basically making her this beautiful dress of, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's kind of a touching thing yeah. and she doesn't even find it till after her mother's hung herself. I don't <sighs> think. God. Um, yeah. so it's a, uh, yeah. Thinking back, it's a bleak yeah. movie. So it's heavy as I'm shit. sitting yeah. there thinking, I'm like, okay, what might the devil sound like to her? Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, well, what's 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 terrifying to me in a similar position to her of like, yeah. you know, not not marrying and having kids? I'm like, okay, well, what what, what the thought of kids? Yep. The thought of children having yep. children or not having or never getting to yeah. or whatever that is. Yeah. So I found these recordings of crying toddlers mm. that were just really grating to me. Yeah. So I found several of them, and I pitched them all down to different speeds, and I kind of looped them in and out of each other. Yeah. So as the devil's getting closer, these mm. crying toddlers are just, oh, God. you know, there's just yeah. terrible thing. Yeah. That mixed with that trusty, like, pitched down uh, uh, my old apartment wood floor, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and... Um, yeah you know, and Tom's score and all of these different elements just mm-hmm. getting louder and louder. It just feels so off-putting. Yeah. Uh, you know, until uh, she... Uh, I think I've, it's been a while since I've watched the movie. I haven't watched sure. it since it came out. Um, okay. I yeah. probably should. Wait, um, since it came out? That was like a couple of days ago um, at the yeah. time we are recording. No, it was no like I haven't, 10 I haven't, I haven't seen it since I worked on it. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. I haven't seen it. I was like, it just came it, out. Yeah, you know, you, you would know think. You, you know, it's uh, the funny thing is like it would be my luck that okay, I got <laughs> I, I I worked on a movie sure that got into Tribeca yeah. that I would have had tickets to in New York, <laughs> and a movie oh my, my first God. theatrical release movie, and uh, then a pandemic happens. Of course, so I de- I don't get to go to Tribeca, right? And I'm like oh not going to the theater to watch God. the movie I worked on. So yeah. Like, eh. Yeah. What's that? What's that meme of the the kid with red hair and the braces? Some sorry Brian or something. <laughs> oh, okay. That's what I feel like. It's like uh, gets to work on a a, a critically yes. well received like horror movie that yep. a lot of people sees doesn't get to go to the in theater. a pandemic. Yeah, yeah in a yeah. pandemic. <laughs> um, so uh, you know the you know thinking of 
just weird, random, not random, um, but sounds that yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, okay, well in the temp, mi- you know, in the temp mix, you know, there was like, like some animal noises, like sure. hoofs and breathing. And, you know, we yeah. were like, that works, mm-hmm. but it sounds like a monster. What does the devil sound yeah, like? Or what yeah, yeah. might the devil sound like yeah. to one specific person? Right, you know? right, right, right. And then uh, he, he came back and, and brought lunch back and he was like, oh, yeah, that's it. He likes it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. So, um, yeah. I mean, so one of the things I liked about this movie a lot is obviously I'm in, I like I like a good nihilistic like, yeah. I'm always skeptical of a happy ending. So, like, if you give me, you know, I mean, we've already been doing spoilers, but if you give me the end is one family member survives and it's, or yeah, I guess, final girl. Yeah. yeah. Or I guess technically two because the dad's still, who knows, whatever. I don't remember if he specifically dies or not, but she's sitting there with her father who's about to die if he's not dead already. And then now he is somehow the devil and he f- fucking jumps and grabs her and that's the end, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And and that's it. I mean, the story of yeah. this movie is, you know, farmhouse family who's not particularly religious is targeted by the devil for some reason, and yeah. then is tortured to death until they're all dead. Like, yeah. that, yes. Like, and even even the nurse, <laughs> even the nurse yeah. who's just trying to make make her way in yeah. this, you know, Texas. So, <laughs> I actually I actually have a take yeah. on this movie just because I've thought about it a yeah. lot. Yeah, 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 and. Uh, we had a lot of conversations making the movie sure. with like, you know, you know, this is a very dark ending. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's sure. a very dark movie. It's very bleak. Um, it's very, you know, from the guy that brought you the strangers. I yeah, was going to say that's, that's bleak as it's well, like, right? Yeah. Like, it's if like, I remember correctly. I've, 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 I've kind of uh, described it as like, it's kind of like the strangers meets like a bit of hereditary to yeah. where it's like, yep. You know, and for me, when it's the devil and it's not just a person just doing terrible things, like yeah. there is a disconnect of, you know. Sure. So for me, it's it's strange because like when it comes to like hereditary, yeah, uh, I I was just I couldn't believe the movie I was watching. It was so incredibly dark. Yeah. Um, yeah. So much grief, and you know, yeah. we've talked about this before on the podcast. Sure. But yeah. as soon as it became about like demons and stuff. Yeah. It was a breath. It was a breath now of it's, a relief. Yeah. Now it was it's like, fun. Now we're having okay, fun. Okay, this is a fun movie. Okay, okay. it's like we're this all is, watching a movie. You know, <laughs> you, you, yeah, you still get all like the the grief and like yeah. the weight of it all, but it's sure. like, oh no, that's there's yeah. some magic, right? It's the same way that you get grief if you're reading like a very seriously written Batman comic where he's thinking about his parents. It's like, yeah, there's good. Yeah. You know, it articulates yeah. the grief, but like we're all having a good time. <laughs> yeah, you know. So for me, because this is about the devil, it's yeah. like there's yeah. On that's on one hand. On the other hand, you know, growing up in church, there's still part of me that when I watch The Exorcist, I feel like oh yeah, I need, I need to say a prayer or something. Oh, interesting. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's just this yeah. like ingrained thing into you when it come when it becomes about like huh. the devil and God. It's like yeah, there's just something about it, right? It's just like sure. and I think I think people are responding to a couple things for this movie. I think one yeah. of the things is that mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it's, it's, you know, this idea of, of, you know, religion and, you know, Mm -hmm. what's Mm -hmm. real and what's not real to many people. For sure. Yeah. Um, and I think the other thing is, is it's oddly really relatable Mm -hmm. to feel so disconnected from your parents. Absolutely. You know, um, I've, I've seen, I've read some reviews where they're like, you know, this is, you know, this 
you don't even get it. You don't even understand. You don't even get the reason why the devil's after no uh, the parents and yeah. like that's stupid. They should explain that. Dude. Well, but you know it's <laughs> and and it's funny that now that I think about it, you wrote a short story I that was very similar just to this movie. Talk about that. Actually. Yeah. Oh my god. Dude, yeah, it's very so, similar, isn't it? Wow, it is similar. Weird. Holy shit! So one of my I hadn't, I hadn't oh thought about god. that one time. Until I this hadn't moment. thought about that until right now either. Oh my god! Breakthrough. All right. Um. Yeah. So here's, so one of my, I was gonna like I was planning on wrapping this episode up with, I don't want to just fawn all over this movie. I want to actually yeah. try to look at it critically, yeah. and I don't mean you know it being critical, but I mean like sure. with a critical eye, and like my my only thing. That I was like, hey, I think it wasn't even anything that I didn't like, but it was like, if you were going to improve this movie for me, here's how you would do it, yeah. which is sh- show me a little bit more of what does this mean culturally? What are you saying? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. What does this mean? Um, because I love the story as a sort of self-contained thing, yeah. but like just me as a unique individual, like I'm looking for that broader, like what are the mm-hmm. themes, the societal themes and you that's know, it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's generational. It's generational. It, it's about it's, these, it's, these adult <laughs> children coming back to their home. And mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. This is like the short story that I wrote. It's not It's not what you remember. It's not the same. It's not what you remember. It's not the same. And in some cases, <laughs> something has gone wrong. <laughs> yes. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, and, you know yeah. uh, especially the last four years where, you yeah. know, there's been yeah. a lot of, lot of uh, tension yeah. between kind of, you know, sure. kids and their parents. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I will say also that parents tend to, and not always. Sure, yeah. But, you know, growing up in the South, parents yeah. tend to get kind of more spiritual or religious. Yeah. You know, as you get less. Sure. So. Sure. And I think this movie captures that in a way that, okay, the kids left. The daughter's just not going to come home. She's not going to get married. Yeah. Okay, what do I have? What yeah. am I going to do? Well, okay, well, we've got X, Y, and Z, and now the devil's in, and the... You know, Dude, that's um, that's good. So I, I think that's why it's this. and I think oh. that's why it's resonating with people, even sure. if you're not if you're not pinpointing that, even if thing. you're not articulating that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, okay, so that's one reason. I mean, that makes perfect sense, right? There is this yeah. sort of generational, you know, something's up with the parents and like adult children figuring out how to navigate their relationship with their parents, especially like in our generation, which is very sort of, um, even up until now, right. is very sort Mm -hmm. of infantilized for different reasons. Like we're still sort of, even though we're in our like mid thirties and some of us are like 40 years old, seen as children in some contexts, you know what I mean? Um, and like uh, that has to do with economic shifts and social shifts and stuff like that. Part of it, that does totally make sense. But I feel like also part of it is it can also seat itself comfortably in this sort of horror renaissance that like hereditary does that the witch especially does where it takes some little like community subculture folklore and then just plays it in a very realistic way, but to where the folklore is true. Yeah. So like the witch does this very well. The lighthouse kind of does this in a weird way where it like takes folklore as the backdrop and then says, no, 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 but it's true in this story. Yeah. Um, 
so it can play on both the terms of it's very realistic emotionally and it's very realistic the the sort of human empathy that you feel for these characters it's tragic it's sad um but at the same time the devil really is there there's no like yeah no it's straight up the devil it's straight up the <laughs> devil like there's no twist there's no yeah. whatever it's no no the devil showed up and he wants to kill yeah. your family and it doesn't matter why you're going to die yeah um so yeah. And, you know as and you know in my eyes, the dad died already. Sure, the devil's yeah, okay. been sleeping in the bed. Interesting. Right? Okay. Um, sure. I, that's how I've that's how I've I've read it. That, that makes I a lot of sense. I can't say for sure that that's the case. Makes a lot um, of sense though. Yeah. But we also did design that moment where he does stop breathing at mm-hmm. some point. Mm-hmm. So you know you can. It doesn't. You know, yeah. maybe maybe he's maybe he was a lot. Maybe he was. Maybe yeah. he wasn't. You want you want to articulate me, the question. You're not trying to answer it for sure. Yeah. So my take is that yeah. as bleak as the movie is, mm-hmm. you know, Luis her whole her whole thing is she has separated herself from her parents. Um, she doesn't come home. She do, They don't agree on things, and she always leaves. Right. Uh huh. But in my eyes, her staying. And her, she's being beat all to hell. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm, and then she okay. hears her father breathing one more time. Yeah, and she goes back into the house of the devil. Yep, and <laughs> stays with yeah. her father until she he dies. Yeah, and then she's killed for it. Yeah, that's redemptive to that's me. It's very interesting. See, so this I've is why. Like, Okay. Yeah. That's why I've, you're good at this shit because <laughs> you can you can give yeah. me a character based read yeah. of this thing. Yeah. Uh yeah. So for me it's like yeah, it sucks that she dies, but um Right. Yeah, but she, yeah, no, she chose her family at the yeah. end. And that's actually kind of kind of sweet. Sure. Yeah. Um Well, okay, so um as long as we're on the I mean I'm just shooting from the hip at this point. Um yeah. but you know, what does that say about the the brother um the son right yeah who bold i mean yeah. he he makes the decision i was in and they anticipate you will be applauding you're like yes get the hell out of there yeah what do you do of course the devil's attacking you go home yeah. like what are you doing your mom yeah, is your mom is dead your dad is going to die soon if he's not dead already yeah. get out yeah. um, so the you know the two yeah. of them the brother and sister you yeah. know which i think i thought they they, they they really played that very well. It felt yeah. pretty genuine. Yeah, yeah. And they had actually worked together before on another oh, movie called cool. In the Radiant City. Okay. Um, which Sonny was a producer on. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. But great actor. You know. Yeah. yeah. He. You know. He chose his other family straight yeah. up. Yep. So there yep. are two families. You have your family you grew up with, and yeah. then your new family. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's not like you know he chose to go back to his kids and his wife mm-hmm. and he died for it yep um and she chose to stay with her dying father and she <laughs> died for it yeah uh-huh but i don't you know it's it, it's interesting it's an interesting play because yeah. you know the the brother you know did he did you know visit his parents more often and he did work on the farm a That's little bit true. and help them with stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he did have a family and have kids, and Luis never did any of that. So it's like True. Luis was just struggling to catch up yeah. to where at the very end he had a family to go back to, yeah. and she didn't because her family was right there. Her father yeah. was right there. You yeah. Know? So it's 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 really kind of interesting and complicated. Yeah. Um, for sure. 
I, th- I think that's one of the one of the things that's that's fun about this film in general is is it's sort of in contrast. You know, I sort of put it in, uh, in a, and I I fully believe this that it could it can you know sit at the table with these other films that are part of this sort of horror renaissance where you have quality movies that just right. also happen to be horror movies. I think mm-hmm. it's totally one of those. Um, but at the same time, it is it is different than something like I mean, certainly you know the easy example would be like a Get Out where like there's a clear message it's a good movie it happens to be a horror movie but there's a clear like this is what this movie is saying and i don't know that dark and the wicked has that but i also don't know that it needs that yeah Um, no i I agree i think it allows you that that space to sort of you can you can understand some of the themes that it's dealing with and you can understand the things but like like you're saying you know it's not pushing the audience in one particular interpretive direction with Mm -hmm. which sibling dies for what reasons right yeah um and that can make it play nihilist which you yeah. know is is an artistic choice all in itself one that i yeah. like so you know. yeah give give it some uh give it a little bit more like uh gooey body horror and some tentacles and you've got you've got will's favorite movie <laughs> that's right that's right the devil and some tentacles give me yeah yeah absolutely uh, oh the um, last thing i'll mention from a creative standpoint yeah. which uh is something that I kind of figured out later later on in the movie, which I think is pretty effective. Um, yeah, it worked for me. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning of the movie, the mother's you know this is before the the carrot scene, right? Yeah, um, which mm-hmm. was fun to design. Oh, it's great. Um, but, she just um, keeps going. Like that's part of what's going. hard. Is it's yeah. not one time and then she screams and oh no, I was out of my head. She just keeps. Yeah, she just keeps on. Yeah. That's the hard part. So. God. The the scene before that, before the kids, you know, yeah, I think actually get there. Sure, she's cutting. You know, it's kind of like a oh, she's cutting, chopping vegetables. This feels creepy. Uh huh. And I don't think it's in the movie anymore. But originally, she was singing that song. Um, how does the song go now? I can't believe I've I had it in my head for so long. Uh, uh, we trials and temptations. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Is um, there trouble anywhere? What yeah. a friend we have in Jesus. Yeah, that yeah, song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so I, you know, I would, <laughs> I spent a lot of time digging through production roles of takes and takes of that scene, mm. finding where I could actually pull words from uh, apart from the vegetable chopping because yeah. she only sang it then, oh. and they did like four or five takes. Wow. Um, because I, I, I had this idea like, well, what if we keep hearing her singing throughout Ooh, the movie yeah, instead yeah, yeah. of just uh-huh. that. Yeah. So we took it away from that scene yeah. and then we added it to uh, when, you know, he's in the, he's in the bedroom looking for her. Yeah. Originally Ooh. she, Ooh. she whispered run away like uh-huh. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then we were like, okay, that's creepy. And it's a, a jump scare. But sure. what if she says, what if it feels like she's in the room singing, and temptations yeah you know it's uh-huh. like yeah. and he's just oh what the shit was that yeah. and it's right in the room with him yeah and then when he sees her again when she she's in the naked kind of bodysuit walking sure. towards him yeah what in the if, yard right yeah yeah because in the movie there wasn't you know he doesn't hear anything or see anything it's just sure. this idea of i think there's something coming and i'm like definitely I wonder if we can fit a verse of the song in there. And it fit just perfectly. Oh, and it was so nice. creepy. So good. And then at the very end, yeah. you know, when when Louise is her her father has just died yeah. and then she kind of looks uh 
over just defeated looking. Yeah. Um, originally, it was just a creaky sound in the floor. And I'm mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. no, it's got to be yeah. one last punch of her mother singing <sighs> one more time before the devil eats her. Because that's just what the, the devil would do. Right. Because the devil is just torturing to, these people yeah. with the sound of their mother's voice. Of course. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. you know, to me, it was like I, I I had a blast coming up with those ideas. Yeah. And even more so that, like, people were liking those ideas of and course. it worked. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not until later where I'm thinking, oh, this is this is pretty sadistic. <laughs> this yeah. Is, yeah. 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 This is really dark. Yeah. Um, that's funny. I mean, uh, one, of, one of the one of the last comments I had about it was it was. I, I loved one of the most unique sort of scares in this movie that I haven't I haven't really se- I can't think of another time that I've seen it, which is that a malevolent spiritual force turns on the light, um, I, where where right. the, the brother is laying in the bed and the scare is he's laying there going to sleep he's not scared of anything everything's dark it's a farmhouse whatever and then mm. the light comes on and like that's the scare. You know yeah. what I mean? That's the unsettling yeah. thing is that it lights up and now you can see everything. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought I, that was... I really... Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I really liked that scene. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and again, like, that type of bulb wouldn't sound like a nasty fluorescent light. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Yeah, but it would feel like one. It would feel you know? like one. So yeah. every time that lights turn on, you have this... Mm, you just yeah. just terrible mm-hmm. and there are certain really high frequencies in there that like yeah. are you know you don't even necessarily hear you just feel them yeah and like of course you have to you know of you have course. to it's all it's heightened so, yeah it's all heightened and it's all you're crafting it for the sort of psychology of human beings you know what i mean yeah. you're not yeah. trying to make you're not trying to recreate what would really be there because that is some things are going to be emotionally important, some things are not. You're trying to make everything sort of emotionally important, um, yeah. And so you have to l- sort of layer meaning into those even little things, you know. And I, I think for me, part of it was like, yeah. you know, I I I really like designing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, sound designing for film because I really love narrative. Yeah, um, it's it's a lot of time consuming work. Yeah, um, you know, I'd love to like. You know, I love writing movies. I'd love mm-hmm. to write and direct my own movie. Sure. Um, and ideally, like, I'd love to be a film composer first. Mm-hmm. But when you get these types of opportunities, like, you know, uh, just because, like, I wanted to score a movie like this versus sound design it, sure. like, I took that love of, like, narrative and score. Yeah. And I tried to, like, I was like, well, if I can't score it, I can score the... Yeah. Yeah, I can I can you know just use sound design to sure. score the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I wonder if part of it is like it works so well because I just really want to be a film composer and sure. a director. You know, yeah. well, and it's it's because I mean part of it presumably is because of you have you're not you're approaching it with a sort of underlying principle of how you want to work which is that what you want to bring to the table is very intentional you want this to serve this purpose for this story as opposed to just thinking of it in terms of well i'm the sound designer so now i need outside sounds now i need inside (laughs) sounds you're thinking you're thinking on a level that is a bit more uh sort of you know heightened or or complex i guess um about about the story itself as opposed to just going well here's what that would sound like or something yeah. Um, yeah, and that and well, that's yeah. why I'm awesome. I mean, well done. You know, and that's why I'm so well great. Um, so, 
<laughs> Do you have any other any other things you want to say about this? Because uh, I mean, I, don't, I didn't take any notes. This I is I, be... I didn't either. I was just talking about it. But it, yeah, it, I mean, let's. Yeah. I'd like to round it up with like you yeah. know, you know, and again, like in in like six years ago when we when we did our first real feature, like yeah, we didn't know what we were doing, mm-hmm. but we wanted to give it a go. We wanted to give it a shot. Yeah. We didn't want to let down the. <laughs> Sure. Producers or the director, you know. Yeah. And, you know, at the time, I don't even think we had <coughs> enough speakers. You know, mm. like, it's like, yeah. mm-hmm. okay, well, in a movie theater, there are either either yeah. uh, six six channels where speakers go. Like, more uh-huh. speakers, but, like, you know, six yeah. channels, which is 5.1. 5. 5. Or yeah. 7.1 or 7.2 okay. or 11 point whatever or Atmos. <laughs> I'm like, well, okay, well, I yeah. think we could, I think we could afford six speakers. Yeah. So yeah. we got, you know, we did research <laughs> on like, what are the, you know, the best kind of flattest, like, you know, sets of speakers, you know? Sure. So it was a thing sure. where it's like, we didn't make any of these movies on a soundstage in, in, yeah. in, uh, in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that's those those were things that originally a lot of people a lot of people involved with the movie were worried about because oh, that's yeah. they they mix movies on sound stages because yeah. they know it, they know how it's going to translate into a theater. Yep. And we have a good idea, but <laughs> oh, but yeah. we we don't have a theater. We'd have to rent a theater to play it back because in sure. Louisville, yeah. there's not an infrastructure of just empty theaters to use for this yeah. purpose or, right or, or or you know sound stages sound like stages. a sound yeah, you know yeah. sound stage mm-hmm. a dub stage which is basically a, a theater recreated it, it, i was gonna say it basically is that right yeah 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 um and you know but you know we thought okay well what it's it's the thing with anything creative it's like there's this magical mystery of yeah. how to make a movie or how to write a song or sure. you know but at, at the the bare bones like what is it okay when someone moves, we need a footstep. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay, let's let's open up Pro Tools and put a footstep. Yeah. Okay, that doesn't feel right. How do how do we make it feel right? Start yeah. nudging stuff around. Okay, cool. Why is this so upfront and weird? Oh well, actually, when you're in a room, you think, okay, well, my voice or my feet, mm. uh, you know, translate differently in different spaces. So yeah. how do we how do we do that? How do we make it feel not like just yeah. Place the footsteps. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's let's watch some YouTube. Let's figure it out. You know, yeah, it's like, yeah. okay, well, how do we? Uh, wh- why why does the dialogue sound like this in this movie and this in my movie? I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, you just become like, yeah, analytical about it. Of and course. You think, yeah. Okay, well, what's magic about the movies? Isn't some spell you cast on each process? Yeah. It's just that we've broke apart the process of doing post on a movie sure. and thought, hey, I think I can do that, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, And we did that because it's like, oh, it's yeah. just like, okay, well, you need... There's no special... There's no special ingredient that everyone does. It's just no. everyone interprets the thing mm-hmm. and... <laughs> Yeah. You know, try to make it sound good because you've you've watched a lot of movies before. You know mm-hmm. how they're supposed to sound, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um yeah. and it's just like you could you could mix you could sound design an entire movie on a laptop with Pro Tools and a sound yeah. library. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um you yep. could do it. And yep. we've done it. Um we just have more speakers and uh 
a lot more pressure on us when you're like yeah. doing a Brian Bertino movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we did it yeah. all here in, in Louisville, Kentucky, you know, yeah. and, it's, and that's unusual. It's not normal to, to, to work on a movie that, that there will be eyes on. And I, mean, I never not, thought it's not normal, but at the same time, it is a sort of, it, it is a sort of testament to the time. Um, you know, yeah. it, it is a thing that like, there is no, or e- even if there, like still now there are these sort of hubs of production of various types of artwork like film, um, you know, Atlanta and LA, but for, I mean, we are approaching a time when you don't have to have that, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, people are accustomed to like zoom meetings, even if yeah. they're in the same building. Now, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, and it's, and it's the, the technology is all over the place. So the technology can go to the talent and not vice versa. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, that's, that's complicated and it's probably going to be yeah. good and bad, but like for you guys in this particular instance, it's amazing because, yeah. you know, if they had gotten a sort of run of the mill sound team, it would have been very different. Um, yeah. it would have been a very different yeah. type of film, especially a film you like know, this where sound's so important. You know, and I felt like I had something to prove. You yeah, know, like for I'm sure. Like I'm going to, sure. Hell I'm yeah. going to do a really good job on this Hell because yeah. there's there is no other option for yeah. me. Yeah. Well, good job, man. Um, Thanks, man. Good job. Good movie. Scary movie. Nihilistic movie. Fun. Very fun. Devil movie. I love Fright. it. Fright. Um, Fright. So if you so if you watch the movie. Go back and watch it again. I'm going to have to go watch it again now that you've talked about this. I didn't even think about listening for your voice in there. And now yeah, I'm going to have to go strange. back and like and like dissect the fact that like you said stuff in the movie. I was just listening to the yeah. sounds, you know, yeah. um, just to the sort of uh, ambience and, and, you know, footsteps and stuff like that as opposed to mm-hmm. voices. Um, yeah. All right. So this is Comic Creators Podcast. This is our The Dark and the Wicked episode. So thanks for listening. We're a dual production of the Destination Nation Network out of Louisville, Kentucky, and also Rock Candy Recordings out of Asheville, North Carolina, both kick-ass podcast networks that you need to go check out, destinationcomics.com and rockcandyrecordings.com. Um, I mean, it's no, we, we didn't rate it 10 out of 10. I don't, I don't care. Like, yeah. you know, it's great. I rate it. It's I great. rate it. Good job, gang. It's great. Good job, gang. Everybody, everybody, did, everybody did great. Yeah, applause. This is a different, this is, this fully work in real time. Um, yeah. yeah, this is a different kind of episode. So we'll, we'll, if you have something you want us to talk about, reach out to us, comic creators podcast at gmail.com, comic creators podcast on Instagram. Uh, let us know. Joe, you concur. I'm not even going to ask. Yeah. Right. Sure, man. Yeah. Okay. Great. Who, who cares? Everybody stopped listening at this point. Come on. Yeah. I started talking about podcast networks. <laughs> yeah. They don't care. No, they don't care. I, I mean, that's what I do. That's what I do. I know the yeah. podcast. I listen to this podcast. I know what you're on. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Earwolf. I get it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Have a good. Have a good. Whatever time it is, day it is. Boo. <laughs>